With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, everyone. Happy Friday. Before we get started, i got to tell, tell you guys all about Green Roads. You probably know by now that DNVR is a huge supporter of CBD products, and Green Roads is an incredible company. Um, I've been taking their Relax Gummies. Um, it's all CBD. They've been awesome. Rye, you love that. AJ even wrote in our company Slack that uh, the Relax gummies helped with his migraine the other day. CBD products are so great. And if you go to greenroads.com, pick out your items and enter the code DNVR20, you will get 20% off. Supporting our sponsors helps support us. So definitely check out Green Roads today and use Ben, mute yourself. <laughs> use the promo code DNVR20 at checkout. Welcome it's not that loud to me. It's very loud. Is it loud to you, Henry? I mean, it, it's loud enough to yell at Ben. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's a very low bar. All right. Nobody out. Three and two on Charlotte. Jokic gets it across the timeline. Gets a high pick and pop with Murray. Lindsay breaking through. Taken away by Nathan McKinnon. Two on two with Landeskog. He has done it again. Vaughn Miller, ladies and gentlemen. Dump two hands to Kola Jokic. Save me by Grubauer with the left pad. Oh, goodness gracious me. Take a good luck. You won't see it for long. Welcome into the Denver Sports Podcast presented by Breckenridge Brewery. I am your host, Ali Monroy. With me today, I've got RK, Ben, Hank, Professor Dre, and Justin Michael. And we are talking about Colorado college basketball because the ball is popping and the Buffs and Rams both won last night. So we've got a lot to talk about today. It's a Friday night. You're going to want to go get your Breck Brew Good Company seltzers. They are so good. I had they're, they're very popular, so I had to go to a few stores last week to try and find them, but I got it, and man, I love them. You can get these seltzers or beer, whatever you want, and they are fantastic. Okay, let's just st- start talking sports because that's when my brain works. Let's start off with Justin. Your game happened earlier last night. Uh, thankfully for you, you don't have to wait until 10.30 p.m. to watch the Rams play, but they took on the Fresno State Bulldogs. Um, what were a few things you learned from that game for the Rams? Yeah, I mean, I got to I gotta watch uh, the game tonight at 10, though, so it's all in cycles. We all get our... Well, actually, our ESPN game. said 9.59. Oh, thank the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, was, it was a good win. I mean, Fresno State's a team that came on strong down the stretch, they were able to beat UNLV on the road. Should have beat them twice. Basically, you know, took out Boise State uh, right before the end of the regular season. Single-handedly responsible for them not making the tournament. Um, it, it was it was a game where you knew they were gonna 
try and, you know, attack down low. They had a lot of size advantage over CSU, which is common against most opponents. But Fresno State, you know, they have a true seven-footer, and that's just something you don't have to experience all that often at this level. It's going to be something they have to deal with again tonight in the Amos Kata, one of the best true players, uh, defensive players in the country. Uh, but what I just liked about that Rams team is they showed grit. They they were able to get it done. They got big contributions from the starters, and they got key minutes from the reserves when they needed it most. And that's what it takes in a conference tournament scenario. It's hard to win three games in three days. You need depth, and they have that depth to make a run. And for people who haven't been um, keeping an eye on CSU, they have been incredible this season, had that first round by um, – for those people who just haven't had an eye on CSU, what are a few things that uh, if they're watching tonight, they should know about the team? Yeah, uh, this is a team that, you know, you look at them and, and you think, you know, how is this how is this a team that won 14 games? Just kind of looking at them when they line up on the court, they don't have a ton of size. You know, they're not necessarily overbearing from an athleticism perspective, but they just play great team basketball. They were top five in every offensive major category, led the conference in free throw shooting, three-point shooting, um, field goal percentage. So they're just, they're playing really efficient basketball. They have had some issues with turnovers, but they cut it down a little bit. Um, as far as, you know, tonight, if you're looking for this CSU matchup, to me, it it all comes down to David Roddy and, you know, how he can impact the game in the post and and how he can handle the Amos Kata, who, like I said, a, a true seven-footer, a real game-changer, and a guy that probably should have been the conference player of the year. Sounds like a, a character in uh, the Hunger Games. Um, <laughs> Justin, how, in your opinion, well, give me what you think it should be and what you, uh, or what you personally believe and what you think it should be, I guess. How close are the Rams to being in the field and how much do they need this game tonight? That's a great question. Um you know, in my opinion, if you're at, for my personal opinion, both Colorado State and Utah State have more than proved that they are deserving to be in the field, you know, regardless of, of outcome. But, you know, time and time again, we've just seen how this plays out for, you know, bubble teams in mid-major conferences. And if you're CSU, I think you have to win this game. I mean, I'm not I'm not sure it's a death sentence. If, if you lose it, you know, it, it may not be a guarantee that they would miss it. They could still get a shot at that last four in. But I, I would feel really nervous just given their lack of non-conference wins. The, the the big thing CSU has going for them right now, they don't have any losses outside of Quadrant 2. So, you know, right now, basically, they, they beat all of the bad teams. They've handled business against the good teams. Only team in the Mountain West to not get swept in, a, in any series. That's a big deal to me. I mean, San Diego State got swept. Utah State got swept. Boise State, they all got swept. Nevada, CSU, the only team that didn't. But I think you got to win. I just, from a perception standpoint, from a winning everybody over, you're going to have, it, it's a late game, but you're going to have a lot of eyes tuned in because Utah State's a bubble team. Name is Kata's a, an NBA prospect. So it's just a chance to kind of further cement yourself as that team. Again, you know, maybe not necessarily a must win, but pretty dang close. So, yeah, I think that answers the question. It's basically they are firmly, firmly, firmly on the bubble. And any way, any which way they lean could end up being, you know, uh, what pushes them over the top or what pushes them out of the field. I will say it's got to be helpful to them that it's looking like some teams around the country might not be able to compete yeah. uh, mm -hmm. because of COVID stuff. I mean, you know, if you're the first four out, well, we're already up to three teams, right, that are not going to be playing. So, yep. um, you, you know, 
that's essentially uh, saving all the first four out. Yeah, I mean, it, it's such an interesting situation to follow, you know, with, with Kansas and Virginia this morning coming down the line, and obviously yeah. Duke, they were a, a bubble team, but they were on the wrong side of the bubble. Um, but, you know, Justin really outlined it. The Mountain West tournament may be one of the most interesting to follow just because Utah State, Colorado State, Boise State, those are all teams that are so close to that bubble, either last four and first four out. So, that actually, you know, that really makes for some interesting content because while the Big Ten tournament, yeah, that's exciting, you know, none of the teams that are left are really on the bubble watch. So that's just another reason to kind of tune in and, and stay up late for that one tonight. Well, and you've got some bubble on bubble crime because Utah State's right there. I mean, right there. So it should be a great matchup. They split the series coming in um, during the regular season. It's this this is big time. This is we haven't had a game this big in a minute, Justin, for for Rams basketball. So it's pretty exciting. Definitely, and it's fun Utah to be relevant State again. Has, yeah. No, go ahead. Has, I didn't mean to cut you. Uh, Raleigh Worcester from Missoula, Montana, who I never got to see play, but everybody was always talking about him. He's a freshman. He hit like a, a kind of dope three that maybe sent a game to overtime or, or tied something up late in the last couple games. Uh, go Rams, I guess, in Colorado, but also Raleigh Worcester. <laughs> All right, Henry. That, that was a good, a good attempt. But um, <laughs> Justin... Who do you think is the, or what do you think is the X factor for the Rams tonight against Utah State? I, I think it's going to be trying to get out in transition. Um, Utah State, they've got, you know, Cato, who I've already talked a lot about, but they've also got Justin Bean, who's a really, he's, you know, he's about six foot nine, really thick, um, a talented defensive guy. He's a power forward. So they just, they do a great job of clogging up the lanes. They're, they're good at contesting three-point shots. So if this is a game that's, you know, really drug out and slow, mostly played in a half-court offense, I don't think that favors CSU. CSU, they've got better team speed. They're really good at getting to the rim. They have guards that are fearless when it comes to attacking. If I'm CSU, the biggest, you know, thing I'm looking to do, box out, get rebounds, because you can't, you know, you can't attack in transition if you're giving up a bunch of offensive rebounds. And then just try and, you know, not let Utah State set up, because if you do, you're going to be in for a long night. They're just... They have so much length. They defend well, and they're a confident team. You know, they they won the Mountain West tournament last year. They've been in this position before. If you're the Rams, I think you just want to push the tempo, try and you know make those big guys work a little bit, see if you can test their legs. Any other questions or comments before we move on to buffs? Is this one where if you're leaning Rams, you could parlay that with the over because that's the path, and uh, if the over doesn't hit, things get a lot harder for the Rams? Dre, we're going to talk ambitious? about bets in the next segment. Keep that in mind for the second segment. We'll keep it on the back burner. Let yeah, it let it simmer go. a little yeah, bit. For anyone watching, we will be talking all about the bets you can place tonight um, on DraftKings Sportsbook in the next segment. But let's move on to some Buffs talk. The Buffs uh, beat Oh my God. Cal Ow. yesterday, <laughs> my brain guys, <laughs> I need to so travel craft coffee. Uh, yeah, it was so late. Our post game show ran until 2 AM. Um, so Henry, let's just dive right in. What were a few things you took away from the buffs from that Cal game? I mean, they won that. That is what is most important. And you can look at it a bunch of different ways. A lot of buzz fans were kind of disappointed because they didn't score a lot of points, but 
that was never this team's identity. And it was also never how that game was going to go. Ben and I said uh, the, the day before that game was played, like having watched a Stanford Cal game in the first round, we knew that Cal was just going to muck everything up and it was going to be kind of like a possession-based basketball game that's just ugly. Uh, and that's yeah. what happened, and Colorado won it, and that's what really matters. Um, going forward now, though, they're going to have some different challenges. It's not so much like that grindy, ugly basketball with USC. They just have some really big athletes who they want to get to the rim, and if they do that, they'll win the game, and if they can't do that, they won't win the game. Yeah, yeah it was you know, such a low-scoring game. Looking back at the way that that game ended, I would, I'm actually really happy that it happened the way it did. Um, because these are things that happen in March. Crazy threes go in. Uh, steals happen on inbounds plays. At the end of a game in March, you have to be so dialed in. You cannot have any mental lapses. And luckily for the Buffs, they learned that the easy way last night. Um, they were, you know, they had a big enough lead that they got away with really sloppy, bad, just awful finishing uh, in a game. And you just can't get away with that against just about any other team from here on out. And, you know, they got lucky that they played Cal last night. Um, I guess they earned the opportunity to play Cal last night. And so they earned the opportunity to be able to slip a little bit late in their late game execution. Um, but I just guarantee that won't happen tonight. If they're in that similar position, they're going to be prepared. Tad Boyle will probably have a little quicker trigger on the inbounds pass all the time out if it starts getting closer to five seconds. Like they just, you get, you know, you get scared like that. And then you realize, okay, all right, we really cannot have even a half a second of mental lapse in a game like this because everyone has a little bit of extra juice, a little bit of extra energy when they're fighting for their lives. And like you guys said on the postgame show yesterday, winning is winning, especially in March for fans that were upset, like the Buffs won the game. And even if it was an ugly win, it was a win and they're advancing to the next next round. And so that's all you can hope for learning from last night and, and taking that into consideration tonight. It yeah, feels absolutely. like Vegas is a place where the Buffs historically don't play very well. That's just like me very passively, somebody who only watches you know, some of the games. Is that true? It just seems like it's a, it, it's just kind of a weird place for them. Well, uh, as we eventually determined last night, they always win their first game when they show up in Vegas, uh, except for last year, but that doesn't even count because the tournament wasn't finished. I just consider that an exception. Um, <laughs> so I think we determined that they are now nine and one in their first game when they arrive to Vegas. Um, so they generally play well then. Unfortunately, most years what happens when they get to Vegas is they don't make the – well, every year until this year, they hadn't had a first bye. Mm -hmm. uh, they won that first game, and then they ran into, like, a really good Arizona team. Um, that happened, like, I feel like six years in a row. That's probably exaggerating it. That's what it feels like. So this is a little bit of a different year. First of all, Arizona isn't even there. Um, they yep. weren't Arizona this year. The Pac-12 has no dominant team, and – I think it's a huge opportunity for them. It really reminds me of 2012 when they won the Pac-12 tournament uh, in Los Angeles because that year, it, again, it was just one of – like there was an early upset. I believe Washington was the regular season champion. They got upset by Oregon State uh, in the second round, who was, the, I believe, the 12 seed, uh, something crazy like that. 
And it just freed up the entire rest of the bracket. And, and you know, the Buffs went and beat Cal and they beat Arizona and it all kind of came together in Oregon. Um, so I feel similarly about this one. It's like they have they know how to beat USC. They've beaten both Oregon and Oregon State. They're kind of in a nice little position here where they shouldn't be scared of anything in front of them. Yeah. I mean, the door is open right now. It's just about them actually going through and taking it. Tonight is is going to be a big matchup. We talked about it last night on the post game, but this this really is a great opportunity because between Oregon State and Oregon, I don't think either of those teams necessarily scare me, but if the favorite wins in the Ducks, that's a tougher matchup, obviously, than playing USC. So to even just get into the championship game would, would be a great accomplishment for this Tad Boyle squad, but you're right. You know, this being the first year they've got the bye, Arizona's not around. This might be their best chance since 2012, and and this might be their best chance for who knows how long with McKinley Wright leaving after the season. So you really just hope that they're going to show up and play to their capabilities because we've seen them show up against good teams all year long. Now, you know, the light is the brightest, so who can who can take care of it? And speaking of McKinley Wright, on social today, I saw a lot of people nervous about his play from yesterday, which I know, Ryan, it just makes you mad. But how do you guys feel about him tonight? Do you think he'll step up in this game? He always does. Like the light gets brighter, he gets better. Social was um, nervous about just him. I'm just ignore saying. More social always. Um, <laughs> like everyone was it like, "It's a good conversation." I know. Everyone was like upset about the way the game finished last night, and it's just like we've done this before. Like this is March. It does not matter. You just win in advance. And as I said on the post game last night. Uh, I love that almost no one played well offensively for the Buffs. Why do I love that? Because it means they're all due. Uh, you know, there's no one where you look at and say, okay, they're due for a big regression game tonight. Like, if you squeaked by last night and Maddox Daniels hit six threes, I would be like, okay, uh, well, I'm a little worried about them being able to sustain that. <laughs> but really what they did last night is they just played great defense. Uh, and that will translate game to game. You don't have to be hot on defense. You don't have to do anything. You just have to be locked in and bring great effort. So I know they're going to bring this side of things. And I think that McK- the McKinley Wrights of the world, the Jariah Horns of the world are going to heat up shooting a little bit tonight. Uh, and, and if you combine those two things together, the Buffs will beat USC again. And, and I said it last night, you know, there was no way for them to go to the championship last night. They didn't need to be a top two team. They couldn't win the championship. Like they just had to prove that they were one of the four best teams because there are four teams left. And they did exactly that. Asking any more is just unreasonable and unnecessary. Now it is going to get a little bit tougher, but uh, that game yesterday should not do anything but make you more confident. I, I think people forget that there were four Pac-12 games yesterday. Two of them went to overtime. Like yeah. that was the second most, second widest margin, really. And and you just have to take what you can get. It's March. You either win or you lose, and the Buffs won, and that's what matters. I mean, even going back to that 2012 season when they won the tournament, they were the five seed. In the first night of the tournament, they took on Utah. Utah was garbage that season. Earlier in the season, I'm pretty sure the Buffs had beat them. They tripled their score. So I don't remember what it was, but they literally tripled them up earlier in that season. And in that game, they it came down to like the final possession because that's just what happens in tournament scenarios. It gets sloppy. It gets messy. I want to say the score was in the 50s. It was just ugly. 
But you win, you get a little momentum, and you just try to play better, better basketball the next night. All right, Ben, Henry, I'm going to ask you guys the same question I asked Justin. For people who are watching, listening to this, who haven't followed the Buffs but want to watch tonight, uh, tomorrow, if they advance, what are a few things that they should know about this team? Um, I, I can start. Um, going into the game tonight, I, I think that – you really have to know about McKinley, right? He's the the star of the team. He's one of the all-time greats at Colorado. Uh, and he has a long future ahead of him in pro basketball, whatever level that may be. Um, he runs everything. Uh, but tonight, the key matchup is going to be whoever guards Evan Mobley. Evan Mobley is the seven-footer, uh, number three prospect in the country coming into this year. He's a freshman, one freshman of the year in the conference, one most valuable player in the conference. Um he is a problem. He hasn't had, he hasn't been dominated against Colorado in the past. Colorado won the first two games, but it, they kind of do just live and die by him. I think 538 had a great article uh, that came out in the last couple of days talking about USC and basically explained like Andy en Enfield, the coach, he's known for his FGCU days back the Dunk City stuff. And now they've just totally implemented all of that at USC, but just with five-star talent and that is a tough a tough ask for any defense like i said the buffs have done well against them before but but on both ends of the court it's really just going to come down to what happens in the paint um and yeah i, I feel like that's the the story of the game tonight for sure how yeah. how was colorado able to have so much success against usc just real quick before ben jumps in you know you brought up that matchup against evan mobley on the outside looking in to me, that's, you know, everything like he's been so crazy good against everybody in the pac 12 down the stretch. CU obviously had those big wins over USC. How were they able to make him to limit his impact? Colorado is really good defenders. And, and we hear a lot about like Eli Parquet, who's the guard, all, all defense in the conference. So top five defender in the conference. Should have been right. defensive player of the year. Absolutely. McKinley Wright, who last year Tyler Bay was the conference defense player of the year, but Tab Boyle said that Kin was actually the better defender. So that's what you have in, in the backcourt. In the front court, it doesn't look so good. You know, Evan Batty, you don't look at him and say, wow, that's that's somebody who's just an absolute stopper. He's six foot eight. He's he's a little bit heavier set, but he's against thick. guys, he's thick. He, he's thick. Yeah, that's the way to say it. But but against Evan Mobley, he's exactly what you want. He's he's heavy enough that he's not going to get back down. Thick and, enough. And oh my god, right? Enough that he's not going to get back down, and he just forces Evan Mobley to shoot, which is what you want. He's a skilled guy, but you like that better. We we know Dre and RK are uh, love the thick boys, but we need you to calm down. <laughs> I'm just saying, please call them by the correct term. Uh, we have some great ones tonight in these college, uh, you know, Batty and Roddy. Uh, great stuff. And in the Battle of the Evans, you need a thick boy like that to really take on an all-time town, the, potentially the next Anthony Davis here in, uh, in Evan Mobley. So, I mean, it's insane what the Buffs have been able to do against USC. I'm really curious to see if they can do it again. Yeah. I mean, and, and really it's be hard. I mean, yeah. do, doing that three times against this is yeah. your conference player of the year, exactly. defender of the year. Um, and while I appreciate uh, the nod toward Eli Parquet to be defensive player of the year, Evan Mobley's a beast. He had five blocks last night. He's averaging almost two a game on the season. 
That's going to that's that's going to be that's going to be huge. So, they, you know, the Pac-12 just needs to change that award to Rim Protector of the Year because that's literally all that they, they, they like the people just look at the stats they're like who had the most blocks? Uh okay, give it to that guy. Like every I can even say that about Tyler Tyler Bay last year. Like Tyler Bay is not even a very good on-ball defender in college basketball and he just was really good at help side blocks. Yep. No, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, just to touch on what Henry said, too, as far as if this is your first time watching this game. Yeah, the, the points in the paint are going to be huge. And Evan Mobley's rim protection against some of Colorado's bigs, uh, whether Evan Mobley is playing defense. I think that's another storyline to watch. You know, mm-hmm. talking about how Evan Batty is going to slow down Evan Mobley is huge. But also bringing up guys like Jariah Horn and Jabari Walker. Those are two names to watch for tonight. Jariah Horn, he's got this wily veteran about him. He's either 24 or 46. You really can't tell. But when he <laughs> plays, he's just is very savvy with the ball. And Jabari Walker is, is a spark plug. Uh, he was on the all-freshman team this year. He's probably one of the most talented players on this roster just from a raw talent perspective. Every time he touches the court, it, he's able to really – break Colorado's offense up when when they're in a jam. So those are two guys to watch as really could be leading this team in points tonight. And I'd throw McKinley right in there too. Uh, he didn't hit the floaters last night, but you need him to tonight. Uh, USC, I think right now is third in the country in two-point field goal percentage against. So basically they're two better teams defending two-point shots just because they're so long inside there. That's why you need Kin to be hitting the floaters from the three th- free throw line. You need Jariah to be hitting some deep twos. And you, you need to have success at the rim too, but you're just not going to be having your way there the way that you could against some other teams. I think this game, to just tie a bow on it, I said it last night, but I'll say it again. I really think this game come down to the whistle. I hate saying that. Yeah. Um, the Bucs really can't afford to get their big foul trouble early, and that's exactly what Andy Enfield and USC is going to try and do. They're going to feed Evan Mobley down low to try and get the Buffs big in foul trouble. We, we honestly sit here and cross our fingers that the refs are going to let them play a little bit. Yeah. Well, you guys can uh, heard right now that we're referencing last night a lot because we had a DNVR Buffs post game show. We do that after every Buffs post game show. You can catch all of Justin's content on the DNVR.com. Hoping to do more videos on that. But plus, we have March Madness coming up, and we are going to be creating a lot of awesome content for you guys. We're going to have a selection Sunday show and then a bunch of other uh, big bets bonanza, a bunch of things coming your way. And plus, on top of that, just written content content and really great stuff that you can check out at the dnvr.com and become a member plus we've got the members only discord the dnvr lounge where you get to ask us questions have conversations really build that community talk to rams fans talk to buff fans during the game um support each other when you start panicking like the buffs made us do last night right at the buzzer um plus when you sign up you get a free dnvr shirt with an annual membership. And right now we have a fun new perk for next 300 members. If you sign up to become an annual DNVR member, not only do you receive a free shirt of your choice from the DNVR locker, but you will also get a recovery holistic stick from holistic wellness. Um, what's that? You ask holistic wellness is all about that CBD. Like we just talked about before the show green roads. Um, all you do is pop the top of the stick, pour it in any drink, stir and consume. And they are amazing and so easy to use. So don't forget if you sign up right now to 
become a DNVR member, you'll have a chance to get that in your uh, little box with your shirt and everything that Ben packages up real nicely. And you get all of our incredible content. Plus, we've got the NFL draft coming up. We've got abs and nuggets in action. Rockies are almost here. So we've got all of the content coming for you. I even tweeted out today. We had we have eight shows going on today. Um, so be sure you're subscribing to the YouTube channel so you don't miss any of those. And then, of course, subscribing to the DNVR.com so you don't miss any of the other content that we have that these amazing people in front of me uh, create and uh, record every single day. Uh, we will be getting to bets talks but first we're all looking for ways to save money especially now so let me ask you this how do you like to keep an extra 961 dollars a year in your pocket that's how much gabby customers save per year on average on car and home insurance that's when that's why I am going to be checking out Gabby Insurance this weekend to try and figure out how much I can save. We had already um, some members in the in our DNVR Slack talking about how much money they were going to save using Gabby Insurance. So we're so excited to have them as a new sponsor. Like we always say, supporting our sponsors really helps support us. So check them out because we're using them. We use everything that we uh, tell you guys about. We want to make sure that we really enjoy and know these um, sponsors and products before we push them out to you. And so we're really, really excited um, to have Gabby Insurance. And like I said, you're probably overpaying on car and home insurance. So see how much Gabby can save you. It's totally free to check out and there's no obligation. Go to Gabby.com slash DNVR so they know that we sent you. That's G-A-B-I.com slash DNVR. Remember, they do not sell your information. You will not get blown up with insurance calls after checking Gabby out. It's that in itself is comforting. Um, so definitely check out Gabby, G-A-B-I.com slash DNVR and see how much money you can save. All right bets. We've got a lot of them and we're going to be placing them on DraftKings Sportsbook. Of course, our favorite um, sportsbook in the country. Let's start off with some Buffs talk um, because that's the one I have pulled up on their little fancy app. Um, what bets are you, Ryan and Dre, most intrigued on when it comes to this? I mean, just give me the Buffs money line. like Minus 124. Yep, minus 124. Um you could give up the one and a half points. I don't really love it. Uh, you just, uh, I'd rather give up, you know, 20 points of value and just make sure that, you know, if they win on a buzzer beater that makes them win by one, I'm not bummed that I lost my bet. Um, so look, you know, I'm a little bit surprised that they're the favorites in this game, but they've beat them two out of the last, they're sorry, yeah. two out of the last two times this season. Yeah. They beat yeah. them both times. Um, so it's it's hard, you know, I think for them in Vegas to say that the Buffs shouldn't be favored to win this game. Uh, like I said, the defense is going to be there. They're going to clamp, uh, which brings me, which will bring me to the next bet. Um, but to me, I think they start to get hot a little bit. You see some big shots. Um, I'll even predict that Maddox Daniels hits a big shot tonight. I, I think it's going to be one of those nights for the Buffs. One of those, okay. Uh, you know, you know, it's a good night when Maddox Daniels makes a shot. Uh, Maybe so, a three-pointer? Yeah, well, that's the only thing he shoots. So, <laughs> uh, thankfully. Uh, um, so, yeah, uh, I think the, I think the Buffs get it done. What? How do you feel about total points, Dre? Yeah, I'm really leaning towards the under on USC points set at 66 and a half. I do think that, you know, as we said, two great defensive teams. I think it'll get tight in the last uh, 10 minutes. And I think both these teams will struggle a bit to create their own offense in the half court. So that's where I'd be leaning on the under in the total there. 
Worth mentioning, Ryan says, kind of surprising to see the Buffs favored. When we saw the odds for uh, the Pac-12 tournament, USC did have slightly shorter odds, a greater favorite to win the tourney than uh, CU. But obviously this matchup has favored the Buffs, so that's where this factors in. So, uh, yeah, I think the under is nice, especially the team under for USC. And uh, gun to my head, I too would lean uh, Buffs money line. Yep. Henry, Ben, Justin, any anything on here that you see? Um, the spread is minus one and a half for Colorado. Uh, total points over under 134. And then that money line for Colorado, like I said, is minus 124. Yeah, I'm just taking that money line. I, I, we've said a couple of times that Colorado has beaten USC twice this season. They won those games by a total of 28 points. Like These weren't like close wins or anything. And the thing about USC is... They are very predictable. You know, it's not going to be a surprise to see what they do. They get to the rim more than almost any other team in the country, and that's all they want to do. They just want to feed the big guys. And so far, that hasn't worked for them against Colorado. I don't know what they change to, to, to make that just start working. I like Colorado to win. It's a tournament game, so I'm not banking on them winning by the margins. They beat USC by the first couple of times, but there's I, I just don't see any reason to go uh, against what we've seen i just want people to understand the absolute rage fest i'm going to be on on this post game podcast oh, if buffs beat usc again like it it is going to be why i i'm going to have like a 10 minute rant oh lovely i'm so happy to be your producer <laughs> It only makes sense that if they win again, each of our post-game shows just get weirder and weirder because last night set a new bar uh, as far as content goes. In, I in think that was because way. it was so late. Oh, well, absolutely. <laughs> and then you and I had been at the bar for over eight hours. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, if the Buffs win, put the children to bed and then come watch the post-game show. Oh my wow. God, Ryan! They'll be in bed. I mean, it's another late one. That's yeah, true. the game <laughs> doesn't start till nine thirty yeah. for the Buffs. Rams starts at ten. Headphones, um, AirPods, whatever you need. That's and avoid and just get away from your family. Okay, Justin, let's <laughs> move on. You sat like it sounds like it's gonna be really weird, and I'm gonna have to mute your mic. But um, okay, Justin, let's move on to some Colorado State. Rams bets. Of course, yeah. again, we are using DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, Colorado State, the spread plus four and a half. Um, money line is plus 165. And then over under points against Utah State is 139. How do you feel about those? This is a tough, this is a tough one from a gambling yeah. perspective. Um, Utah State is elite defensively. There's these matchups are very similar in a sense that. Yeah. You know, CSU and CU, they're both led by point guards who you trust on the drives, but they're not necessarily, you know, like explosive dudes that are going right. to dunk, that are, you know, going to really, you know, just jump through the roof. And because of that, I think a lot of this is going to come down to, can you knock down your jump shots? And with CSU, you know, statistically, they've been great at that, especially in conference games. But Utah State, they defend the three really well. I will say, I think CSU's path to victory is scoring you know, 72 plus yes. points. They are 13 and one this year, I believe when they score 75 or more points. So that's going to put them in a great position. They scored 84 in Logan, Utah, when they beat them in the second matchup. 
to me, if they can score, it's going to come down to that because I don't see a situation where Utah State's going to throw 85 points on the board or anything like that. I think it's right. they're going to be you know below 70 and they're going to kind of try and keep the Rams below that 70 mark. I like the money line just because you can get it at plus money. You know, if, if you're a Ram fan, you might as well at that point. Why just take them to cover? You might as well get the plus money if you want the value. I really like, and, and again, this is if you're willing to take a little bit more risk here. If you parlay CSU money line and the over 139, you can get that at plus 400. Mm. Again, I think if you're, if you're betting on CSU to win, more than likely it's going to be because they get those points. I, I like the value there a lot. I could really see a situation where that plays out. But I, I, again, I'll come back to RK's point. You'd hate to be in a, situ- a situation where, you know, CSU wins and it's just below the over or something. Yeah. And then you're feeling, ah, crap. Like I'm, I yeah. can't yeah. even be stoked about the moment. But CSU fans, if they get a win tonight, they're going to they're gonna go dancing. Right. And so they'll be, <laughs> they'll be able to live with a, a little bit of lost money here and there. That's a callback. To my question from earlier, uh, Allie. So good for Justin for answering that. Interesting enough, the over, these two teams in the regular season average 153 and a half points. Hmm. So the total is set extremely low. They're really factoring in the tourney atmosphere, how good Utah State is defensively. And uh, you're right, Justin, similar matchups and the length is all in the favor of the other team, very good defensive squads. Go ahead, Ben, though. They don't mean to interrupt you there. No, absolutely. I'm just curious, Justin, you know, why is this point spread at four and a half? Because to me, the way these teams match up, this really feels like the epitome of a whoever has the ball last wins. So to see it at four and a half, that almost seems like a, a gimme knowing what we know about these two teams. I mean, it's true. I, I, I think it's going to be a tight one. I, I do think the Rams cover that even, you know, if, if they lose, I think you're in a good position where you could still make some money there. I think they're really just banking on Yamas Keda being a game changer. He's come on so strong. They've held their opponent under, I think, under 60 points in each of the last four games. Um, I'll have to double check that. Definitely below 65 points. They just disrupt the way you run your offense and they put you in a position where you're constantly having to knock down jump shots with hands in your face. And it's hard to do, you know, especially in a conference tournament scenario where your legs might be a little bit, you know, here and there, I will say the mountain West games been kind of ticky tacky from a, from an officiating perspective. If this gets really like whistle heavy, it could, it could, you know, really bog down the pace of the game and be in a situation where it's, you know, like both teams in the fifties with a couple of minutes to play. I want the Rams to get on running. So I, I hope not. I will say though, CSU and CU, two of the, the better free throw shooting teams in the country. So if the yep. whistles are going their way, could work out pretty well. Buffs, I'll touch wood here, a couple good performances away from being the best free throw shooting team of all time. Mm-hmm. And, wow. and CSU is right behind them. I mean, CSU as a team is like over 81% from the free throw line. So they're, both of these teams have capitalized. And, and that matters. Like we've you know talked yeah. about, you have to be able to do certain things in conference tournament games. It's going to be tight. You got to make your free throws. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. As a better, you like that a lot in March, and betters are liking the Rams in this matchup. Over seventy-two percent of the money on the Rams plus four and a half. So what Justin and Ben are saying, where that spread seems real juicy on the Rams side, the betting public agrees. Make that money. Yeah. <laughs> Any other bets that you guys are suggesting for the DNVR fam? Well, we have a show that is going live in 30 minutes that will give you all the bets that you need. 
But before that, if you do use DraftKings like we are suggesting, if you download it today, DraftKings, the top-rated sportsbook app now, you can sign up to turn $4 into $256 if the underdog of your choosing pulls off the upset if you use that promo code DNVR. So the guys, Ryan and Dre, on their uh, Bets Daily show, were talking about how that's a one of the best offers that they've seen, $4 into $256 if the underdog of your choosing pulls off the upset with that DNVR promo code. Yeah, it's a crazy yeah. good offer. It really is. So yeah. don't forget to use that and download the DraftKings rated sportsbook app now. It must be 21 or older. Colorado only, new customers only. Your restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. I don't have uh, Rudo here, so I'm bummed because that means I have to do this read on my own and Rudo has just been taking care of it lately but manscape everyone at dnvr loves it it is a great product apparently is what everyone says it is um i also we saw a few people in the comments uh yesterday saying that women are using it as well so definitely it's not just for men below the belt grooming is important for some people (laughs) Uh, for most people for most people for all people for all people For all people, some people like to let it free, so you don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So who knows? I'm not. I'm not judging what our demographic here is into. But if you are interested in some below the belt grooming, the lawnmower 3.0 perfect package, all of that stuff, these guys love it. They talk about it a lot, which you know can be a little weird. But you know, I know, I know these guys really love the crop preserver. The Mm. yeah, see instant Keep reaction props preserved Allie, you were wearing new shoes yesterday and yes. they were a little uncomfortable because you wore no show socks yes they were a little a little chafe action was occurring on the back of the heel with the shoe i think manscaped yep. products could have helped you out in this area multifaceted helping people Young, old, female, male, in all walks of life. So there you Andre, go. Andre's so fired up about this that he's blowing out his microphone. <laughs> um, I, I, you, th- you think he's kidding? If you need, you know, you could put a crop preserver anywhere. And I it, don't... it will save you from pain. Should we, Body should wash we... is fire too. Just saying. It doesn't, you know, we're doing a lot of innuendos here. You, you can just go yeah. simple. The body wash smell nice and it's like kind of a piney smell. Very earthy. <laughs> Manscaped. Definitely check them out. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code DNVR at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping. And use the promo code DNVR. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Um, and if you want to hear fantastic reads when it comes to Manscaped, listen to the apps post game show because Rudo is just incredible when it comes to it. Their tra- transitions really make you smh just shake your head like wow how did that just happen how are we still talking about this that's what i'm wondering because it's a an ad read and you know i give really passionate ad reads um all right we're moving on to who won the week let me share the screen so you guys can all hear the music give me two seconds all right who did the most and who did the least who was the dog Who's in the boat and who's up a creek? Let's see. Who won the week? 
What a lovely song. Okay, so this week we are I'm gonna have each one of you give me a reason as to why anyone in the Denver sports world won the week. So it can be CSU, it can be buffs, or it can be anything because why not? And I am going to time you. Let me get the timer up. Okay. Ryan, I'm gonna start with you. Um, no thanks. I will start us off. Brendan Rodgers won the week. Uh, You know, he was announced as the next guy for the Rockies. And just when Nolan is traded, we're ready to give up on him. He instead is having a magical spring, slugging over 750. Really nice to see that middle infield help. Getting low-key excited for the Rockies here. Um, But really nice to see Brendan Rodgers. Huge, uh, huge prospect for the Rockies. Finally starting to show that promise he'd announced all along. So there you go. All right. Thank you, Dre. Thank you for just jumping in. And very risky taking the Rockies because uh, we all know me. that doesn't always win. Um, but but maybe. Maybe we'll we'll push hard. Um, all right. Justin, your turn. Uh, go. All right. I'm going to keep it more general and just say CSU fans as a whole won the week. They won the week. Why? Because CSU finally won a postseason game. It's been four years. It's been brutal to be a Rams fan. So many first-round exits to so many terrible teams. They finally got it done. And guess what? On top of that, it just keeps getting sweeter because the team that everybody in Fort Collins loves to hate, Boise State, had their bubble burst by Nevada last night. They're out of the tournament. Rams still got a shot. It is a good week to be a CSU fan. All right. Nice one. Nice one. That was a good one. Uh, Ben, it's your first TDSP. Yeah, so we're gonna and, go with you and see what you have to say. Well, I'm glad you know I waited for my first to be with some some special people here. Stop. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm ready. I'm my the, who won the week? It's gotta be Tad Boyle. Uh, w- with the win last night, he secured that Colorado will not finish less than 700 winning percentage. Which, as we touched on on the post game last night, that's their best winning percentage since the 1960s. On top of that. You advance in the tournament, and with every win that they have, their NCAA tournament seed projections just keep getting more and more secure, as well as raising that ceiling. Tad Boyle, for as much criticism as he gets, he does not get enough love for being arguably the best college basketball coach in the state of Colorado. Ever. That was, I, I wasn't sure if I should go that far, but yeah, I'll throw it in there. We don't see enough alley-oops on the time expired, finishing someone else's point who won the week. I like that. I like that. That needs to be a tradition, Alley. Before we uh, keep going with Henry and Ryan, Rob saying, got to go, guys. I'll check back in later on the Discord. Thank you. He also said, highly recommend membership. Um, Rob joined the Discord has been talking in there with the Buffs guys uh, during the Buffs game last night. So thanks for watching, Rob. Have a great day and an awesome weekend to you as well. All right, Henry, we're going I'm with you. I'm worried about splitting the vote. Yeah, don't say something buffs. Ugh, it's so hard because no, they did win the week what? in a bunch of ways. Okay, I'll say something else. Go. Um, The Broncos won the week because <laughs> <laughs> uh, Melvin Gordon uh, is not guilty. Uh, he, he did not get a DUI. He will <laughs> oh be on the team God. and, and that's incredible news. Um, I, I think that that should give a, a boost to the team 
in, in a big way because Melvin Gordon is a, such a good football player. And and I'm 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 hopeful for the future of Melvin Gordon and the right, running back position. I love it. I love it. He's th- he purposely sorry. put out a bad candidate so it won't beat the Buffs. <laughs> what is going on right now? What are, we're creating majority coalitions now on who won the week vote? What is happening? Yeah, yeah, this is this system is rigged. I never had a shot from the <laughs> an embarrassing showing by Henry right there. Uh, no, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what the voters say. He took a bullet. Oh, I love it. It was incredible. Okay, sacrifice. It's just- also, you could make a case just if somebody wanted to that Eli Parquet won the week. Yeah. Okay. All defense. Yeah. Um, Dre, Henry just made it so that there's a chance that the Rockies, your pick, isn't last. It's fine. That's that's the least of my concern. Fairness <laughs> is my concern always, Allie. <laughs> okay. Also, one of these has to just get eliminated before we even create the poll. Oh, that's true. It'll be that's Henry's. Right. Okay, Ryan. No. No. Indeed, indeed, yes. No. Okay, we'll see. We'll see what Ryan has to the say. Rockies? Go. All right, I'm going to say Jeff Breidich won the week. No, I'm just no, kidding. No, get out uh, of here. I will take you out of here. Ban them all. Ban them all, Allie. <laughs> no, all right. Uh, Nikola Jokic won the week. Uh, he made his third appearance in the All-Star game. He was an All-Star starter. But more than anything, I think he really – uh, helped his national brand recognition. Like people saw him out there having a great time. Giannis was talking him up after the game, saying they need Best their own friend. TV show. They're hanging out. Uh, Luca, obviously, all those guys already love him. I just think that Nikola Jokic, his brand grew this week at the All Star Game, despite him not having any gaudy stats or anything like that. I think people just looked at him and said, "Hey, I really like that guy," and that's going to help him long term. Time. That was a good one. The videos that came out of Jokic from All Star weekend were just fantastic him dancing having fun cracking jokes with lebron Giannis, like so so good his like childlike joy when he goes to the all-star game is like so pure that i just don't know how you could watch that and not come away being like that's the best superstar in all of sports I mean, he even said it's just such a joy to play with those guys uh, because they're all star. Like the, his his quotes just about being there. He's just so happy and grateful and just sees it as such a great experience. It, it's just we love him. We love you know, Nikola Jokic. He's so mainstream for us now because he's been here for so long. But you imagine like a kid growing up in Serbia being you know a basketball player, looking up to guys probably even like LeBron James, you know, seeing those guys – and just imagining, wow, one day, what if I was on the floor with them? Like, he's so good, so unbelievable now that you don't think about that. But, like, it's not that long ago that he was in Serbia dreaming uh, of something like this. And probably, you know, at that, t- at that time, those dreams were probably unrealistic. Uh, and the fact that he's been able to, you know, mold his game into not just an all-star, an all-star starter playing alongside those guys, he is their equal, if not their superior at this point. It's pretty incredible. He was drinking two liters of Coca-Cola on the sideline like within the last half decade, and he's now arguably the greatest player in the history of the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> How do you not love Nikola Jokic? I think you said it best, RK. I'm, I'm giving you credit here, so I, I can't, I'm not 100% sure this was you, but it's got to be refreshing for guys like LeBron and Giannis to be around somebody that's just not trying to act cool, that's not trying yeah. to be... You know, look at me. I'm the NBA superstar. I'm, you know, the shit. Excuse my language, but he's just Nikola Jokic. 
and he's yeah. the greatest and I love him and he's going to win this vote. And that's unfortunate because I want college basketball to win in March. This is our month. Let us have one for God's sake, <laughs> but we stand Nikola Jokic. Yes, um, yes, we do. Okay. So which one are we eliminating? Henry's? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Easy to know for the poll. <laughs> Look at Dre was mad at you, Henry. Dre was like, like Dre mad. picked the Rockies. I mean, if there's any integrity, Rogers, there's that's a, a good one. <laughs> Anytime you're on TDSP from now on, I will make sure I'm on to troll you, or I will. Inch- I assure you, I will be in the comments trolling you. One way or another, you, know? you are over on TDSP. As far as TDSP is, yes, we mortal enemies. Wow. Thank you. I canceled. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. Exactly. I have a rival. Yeah. On we need those rivalries at DMVR. We're two buddy buddy. I wouldn't be so yeah. confident if I were you. That might be my spot in the tie-dye hoodie down there next time. Great. If if you're serious about being Henry's rival, you'll hang out at the bar with us all night tonight. Yeah, I do have some support at this point. It's built up. Okay. Dre does a little convinced. Let's hit some comments. Okay, yes. Let's hit some comments really quick before we get out of here. Um, We have someone in Serbia that I don't know how to pronounce your name. Says Coach Malone for Serbian president. I think it's Yuka. Yuka Draganovich. You don't think you think the DJ is silent? Yeah, I think it's yeah. Yuka Yuka Draganovich. The okay. Walt would know if it's silent. Uh, Mr. G is asking Professor Dre, is that a mustache? <laughs> if you have to ask, is it though? You know, so, <laughs> it's a nebulous. It's a nebulous answer to a nebulous question. I would. Say. Liam was saying, "Nice sash, Professor uh, Dre." <laughs> Debatable, Liam. Debatable. I agree. Uh, I Rob saying, as long as Walton is not calling any of the games tonight, he got loose oh. last night. I, I want Bill Walton to cover every aspect of my life. Bill yeah. Walton uh, is the most controversial topic in Buffs country. I, I, you either love him or you hate him. There's no in between. I got to say, like, I don't mind Bill calling other games, but when he calls the Buffs games, I just can't. It just bothers me. I, I love it. He, he, it's just a lot, and it just depends on the person. Because the thing that the thing that bothers me about it is just him fighting or bickering with his like the other announcer. That where that like when he's just making references to getting high and pasta jays, I'm like, okay, whatever. But when he's like starts fighting and bickering with the other guy, I'm like, can, can we talk about the game, please? I think that that's, that's like a key part of the Bill Walton relationship. Is like to me as a diehard Bill Walton fan, I also hate Dave Pash. You know, I I am backing Bill Walton, <laughs> waiting for him to to just right. knock that Dave Pash off his high horse that he's always up there sitting on, and actually and doing his the... job, being a commentator, providing <laughs> you know you with information I mean, about both teams, what's happening on the court, doing what he gets paid right. to do, being one yeah. of the best at it at that. How but... dare he, honestly? Um, <laughs> Coherent look, linear thought in a broadcast, no place for it. I say, I say There's as well. Place, I mean, it's just not a big one. Just like I want to be informed or entertained, uh, and there's very few basketball announcers that'll inform you. Like it's not like watching Tony Romo on Sunday. Like that's great. You come away smarter. But Bill Walton, you leave entertained every single time, uh, and so I. That's why I love him because I just don't think there's that many good college basketball announcers. And if they are, they certainly aren't calling the Buffs games. Uh, I guess I will say. Games. I guess I will say it's definitely entertaining in a negative and a positive. 
So we'll, we'll leave it at that. Um, Liam said the Rockies had zero representation today. Well, that's because this is a college basketball panel um, for the Denver Sports Podcast. But Dre did represent the Rockies on who won the week. Um, we, oh, I love the um, – Argentinian? Argentinians, my brain, um, in the comments saying Faku. We we love Faku always. But the pregame show will start at 5.30, so check that out. We've got bets at 4 in 15 minutes, then the pregame show for the Nuggets, then the postgame show for the Nuggets happening here in this studio. Then we've got the Avs postgame show, and then we will have the Buffs postgame show. It is going to be a long, long night. The DMVR bar is going to be popping. Nope. I heard no snow tonight, snow tomorrow, so you should definitely come out to the DMVR bar, hang out tonight before you get snowed in tomorrow, have a drink, some Breck brews, some seltzers as always. Um, It's going to be a great night, so we will see you guys all next week, and thank you for hanging out with us.